In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, LLS, will host a trailblazing event. Big virtual client sponsored by AbbVie to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and in first and its first in-class patient ex- uh, education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up and to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, or on your treadmill. Climb your way. Join us for the opening ceremony and take the climb with our heart pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, and cure. Register at lls.org slash big climb. VSBOT live here with Shada Goldman of The Athletic and Greg Kaplan also of The Athletic, uh, my friends and co-workers. We're reviewing your – welcome to our live draft of the MLB draft where we'll be recording and talking about names. Uh, Gregory, you have the fourth overall pick in now? No, I don't. I, oh. I was just saying <laughs> I, I, Spencer Torkelson went first overall, and I just think we should be calling him the Torkel Monster from now on. Yep. I'll be upset if we don't. I – who was uh? Did we nickname a couple Rangers this year? What was the best one? It was uh, there was one I really liked that you gave to a defenseman. God oh, damn it! Shit, I'll think I don't of it. The kayak. That was so long. Hayek ago. the kayak. That's a good one. That's not a nickname. It's just I his like name. That. Yeah, Hayek the it's, kayak. It's it's that's it's it, better than like. What could they even nickname him? Oh, there's Hayer? A, I don't know. Hayek the kayak's a good one. Hayek. Eh. Yeah. It's all tough. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I still think our best work this year was when we compared ranger players to christmas gifts that's one of the best that was, episodes that was our peak peak podcasting right there <laughs> it was good what did i what did i say brandon i think i said brandon smith was like a lamp because it's <laughs> or no it might have been a vase i don't know it was something ridiculous and it was like something you don't need nice. but you can at least find use for if you have it so a, a long time ago a podcast i listened to oh um, i remember what it was i remember what it was it it was a bowl that you used as a vase. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Shit, that's good. Um, a long time ago, our, uh, there's a podcast you listen to, listen to called "You Talking You Too to Me," hosted by Adam Scott of Parks and Fec, uh, Parks and Fec, Parks and Rec fame, and they did an episode <laughs> where they did a live commentary over their, their first episode, like two years later. It's all oh about you too. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, I want to do that with our Christmas episode next year. So set your calendars to one of our viewers and remind us next year for Christmas, we should we should, re, we should do a commentary over that episode. So there you go. Just coming up with content maybe, ideas. Can I be your color commentator? Absolutely. Or like you're between the benches? Yeah, come on. you need a neutral voice. Yeah, come on down. We'll, we'll, I'll play it in the background. We'll all listen to it at the same time and we'll do color commentary and I'll, I'll lay it over each other. Easy if, peasy. If we do, if we do that we should really just dig deep into our archives and do like one of the podcasts where i was trying to explain how maybe i was wrong about dan girardi and he was actually good yeah I, oh my god we i had i had some hits i had some hits from back in the day i i remember feeling that way about Wait. girardi i remember back before Kreider signed his latest contract not the seven-year one he just signed the one before that i was saying the Rangers should trade him you were big because he wasn't going to get any better than in what he was. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember some of my other hits. All I I, I do remember, I was the first to I say that Elaine Vigneault. Recently, the, I was so out on the Elaine Vino extension the day he signed it. That's probably one of my yeah. ones that actually aged well. What are, you, yeah. what are your early takes, Shayna? Do you have any good, any hot ones you're like looking back on now, like oh. Okay. 
Um, um, okay, well, no, I, w- I was definitely more in, like, the Trey Girardi extend Callahan camp, and I was not a Vigneault fan from, like, negative day five because I was like, no, don't do this. But um, I hated Strawman for, like, one minute because I thought when he first came to the Rangers, like, I, I, I did not like him. I was like, he's kind of lazy. I, I don't like how he plays. And within, like, two months, I immediately was like, no, 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 I love him. And I started advocating for him and arguing with everyone I know, and that's how I got into, like, advanced stats was for Anton Strollman. So, like... Wow, origin story, too. This is I nice. For a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that, that's my bad take. I, I, I'm glad I reversed it quickly because, like, I liked his game and how he hip-checked and all that kind of stuff. But, like, um, yeah, I, I, it took me, like, a minute to get there, though. If you want my bad takes, I have 238 episodes of them. So there you go. <laughs> um, we brought you on today to talk a little bit about... Uh, current ranger news a lot going on even the up and down well you got not 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 ranger news but hockey related Mm -hmm. i just i we miss out on all these dumb leading up to the draft origin stories in baseball like we don't get it as much as we do in other sports john morosi just retweeted his article that's about max mayer and how his quote hockey mentality drove him from a young age the fuck does that even mean what, well, what 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 word nonsense he was, is that? Uh, he mentality? He's gritty. He gets he's gritty. he gets he pucks gritty. deep. He cycles. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. gonna suck in bit in the majors. That's yeah. all yeah, I know now. Heart gets pucks deep. Get pucks deep. Um, get pucks deep. Get get sliders in. Is that the baseball equivalent? Did y'all see pitchers? the the scores top fifty players list? I don't. I don't want to go give only, this, give the score of the. Credit I only here, saw but. Panarin was fourteen. Do do you have the list open? I do. I do have it here. I have their one through ten. Um, I could bring it right uh, up. Are there are there people that are going to make me uh, roll my eyes? By the way, the uh, Asia Lacy, who was the number one pitcher on the board, just went to the Royals at four. Very nice. So, so uh, this is live live baseball with the boys and Shayna. Uh, so Connor's number one, not a surprise. Sydney's number two, not a surprise. Uh, Nathan McKinnon number three. I guess you can make an argument there. Drysaddle comes in at four, which is like okay. I understand he scored a lot of points this year, but <laughs> four is that's ridiculous. Ovechkin at five. You can make the case, whatever. Kucherov at six. All right. Uh, pasta at seven. We get to, uh, is Patrick Kane still? Pasta is underrated on this list. I agree. Is Patrick Kane still number eight worthy, or am I crazy? No. Yeah, I don't see it. No, uh, I can't remember the last yeah. time. I, pa- Patrick Kane is a. You you know why Patrick Kane's number eight on that list? Because non hockey fans know who Patrick Kane is, and you have that's probably I I won't argue with Ovechkin being as high as he is because he's just an entertaining dude on the ice also a monster of... just scores continually despite his defensive yeah. metrics that are absolutely yeah. right. terrible but that that list is basically just clickbait for non-hockey fans and they're going to be like oh patrick kane that's a name i know mm-hmm. now i understand what you're saying is it only forwards though no so it gets the defenseman it all players? it's all players so Bert... Wait, so there's not a, there's there's not a defenseman in the top eight no not top 10 actually so bergeron goes to nine no and then... one knows how to Okay. And then we'll get there. We'll, we'll go through the top 20 real quick together so we can we'll give the score a little bit of hype here. So the Avedi uh, Malkin goes to, at 10. And then let me click to the, because, you know, clickbait, so I got to go. Oh, I don't want to download the app, guys. I don't want the score app. It's the last thing I want. All right, so we've got to uh, 11 here. Now we get a little bit interesting. So Matthews at, at 11. Okay. Marchand at 12. All right. Hedman is the first defenseman at 13, which feels low. I uh, Wait, so... This is only based on this season, correct? 
I don't know their methodology. It's the top 50, it's the top 50 NHL players of, of the 2014 playoffs. Okay. Can I rant? Yeah, go. Nobody knows how to fucking evaluate defensemen, and it drives me up a goddamn wall. Because everyone <laughs> just looks at defensemen, and they're like, oh, they scored points. Let's give them a grading. And this is not an insult to Victor Hedman. But the fact that there's not a defenseman in the top eight is ridiculous. And now it's like top 11 or 12. And also, I think Victor Hedman's great. And if we're talking about this season alone, it should be Roman Yossi. And then it should be Hedman. Roman Yossi is number 15 on this Austin. list, like, in case you were wondering. Have some respect for Roman Yossi. And second of all, if you're making a list of rankings, and this is like, this is a big pet peeve, pet peeve. If you're making a list of rankings or anything, and you decided to do something, you're deciding to put something down, write your goddamn methodology down, because then I can better shit talk it. Because you could be telling me, you know, this is based on your based on this year, or maybe we're only basing it in the calendar year 2020, or maybe we're not using it advanced stats. I, I don't know. You did this while you were laying over your bed with all the blood rushing to your head, so you don't know what you're fucking writing. But, like, you need to clarify that so I can better judge it. Because right now I'm looking at it and I'm like, no. First of all, you don't know how to judge player defense, so that goes for forwards, too, because Brad Marchand deserves your respect. No. I take that back. He doesn't deserve respect. That's, like, the wrong word. But he deserves a higher ranking. And second of all, like... Defensemen are so goddamn important to the game, and they are such important players that you're getting, like, to include them and grade them better. And I doubt that goaltenders are assessed in any important way, because then you should say top skaters, but, you know, I digress. It's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's just a straight entertainment list, Brad, you got to have Brad Marchand in your top five. I don't give a fuck about anybody else yep. who's in the playoffs. Like. Brad Marchand is the kind of guy who would probably fake a cough on someone on the ice just to get more space. Uh, he's just wildly entertaining from a douchebag standpoint. That's very good. By the way, he's there, there are good. goalies on this list. <laughs> because, oh, my God. Because, I think Connor Hellenbuck should be, like, in your top well, 10. You know who comes in at number 36, Greg, don't you? Uh, is it Matt Murray? Oh, no, it's Carey Price. Oh my god! I, you know what? The score shouldn't cover hockey. I think that's really what we get down to there. Yeah, Carey Price uh, is three spots behind Mika Zibanejad at thirty-three, and uh, two spots behind Tuka Rask at number thirty-four. So Rask should be way ahead of him. Wait, he's always so mean to Tuka Rask. Way ahead. There are like twenty goaltenders in the NHL who should be ahead of Carey Price. Hellebuck is nine. Is thirty-nine. Okay, cool. What the uh, fuck? He was like the best goaltender this season and could literally be in the heart conversation, not just, you know, winning the Vesna, which he's not going to do, but he should. But, like, he should be in the heart conversation. He was that impactful. But, you know, he can be at almost 40. Who cares? Yeah. Dr no one even reads up number 40. Claude, Claude Giroux is, like, 40, 46. And Dougie Hamilton, who was on, like, a world beater pace, is 48. I know he got coming off an injury, injury but come on, guys. All right. It's a, it's a bad it's a bad list. I just uh, you know free content. Thanks to score, it made me angry. It's it's fun <laughs> to get angry about sports. I had a good time, but you know Panarin uh, put up insane numbers this year, and all the stats say he probably should be the hard candidate. We've talked about this before. To not have him in even the top ten is like, uh, what are we doing right now? This guy might right. might win the heart. If, yeah, not even that. But it's I also if you click it, I think their explanation was like there's an argument you could make that Artemi Panarin was 
an MVP caliber player this year. And yet this list put 13 players in front of him, yeah, which Patrick means Kane. he, he couldn't have been MVP caliber. If you don't think he's in the top 13, it's also for this three. year's playoffs. <laughs> it's not like who you think, like it's not vague enough where you're like, okay, who's the best players in the NHL right now. Okay. It's this year's playoffs. That's it. And no, yeah, you, no one was hotter. 2014. Yes. I, okay, great. The score, everybody. Hello, dogs. Um, <laughs> uh, so we, we brought you on to talk a little bit about Artemi and, and sort of his analytics for, you know, this year and his heart consideration. We've had our friends involving Wild come on and talk about it and say, well, he, they, they think he, he's one of the most prolific candidates for the heart, heart. And also, where do you think, at least at this point, where Adam Fox belongs in the Calder? Because we sort of have him settled as, at number three. Do you think there's a case for him at number one at all, or we just settled in at three? Two. Two? You're, I put him in at two. You're above the Vancouver kid. Yeah, um, I think the thing with Fox, and, like, this is going to be the argument. Everyone's going to be like, well, one, he was on a shitty defensive, you know, a shitty defensive team, so he's not going to stand out, like, because of that. I'm sorry for the dogs barking. They're just, they're going. It's okay. Um, it's all natural podcasting. But, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Adam Fox, like, obviously he's on a bad team. The biggest hit against him is that one he doesn't play in all situations I would say because that's something that can help propel him higher in it and secondly um his defense I think was like very underrated this year and he doesn't have the point totals that everyone else did and I think you know obviously that comes with the fact that he wasn't on power play one for much of the year but knowing his game and seeing him on it for a time I think we can confidently say he would have done great if he was on power play one I think you can make the argument that maybe he was the better choice for it just stylistic not a knock to anyone else just for the fact that i think um when you're the sole defenseman on it you know holding a blue line is a little bit you know more important and he was very good at that so i think he should have been the sole defender on power play one but um i, I it's gonna go to cal mccarr like we all know it. he's of rookies like of the rookie defenders because you really have four that you'll be talking about and it's fox marino hughes and mccarr like they're all in the top 25 for defensemen for goals above replacement, and if I remember correctly, the order was McCarr, Marino, Fox, and Hughes. The knock against uh, Marino is like he did miss a chunk of time because he was injured, so I don't think he'll even be looked at at all, but he was playing heavy minutes, and I think that should be accounted for, but um, McCarr's minutes, his points, his role, and the fact that he did actually rank number one in that respect and in, you know, a bunch of other metrics, too, like, he's gonna get it. Uh, it. It's not a slight to Hughes at all. He was fantastic this year, but I think I would go McCarr than Fox, and then I'd put Hughes there. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's fair. I, I just feel like it's McCarr. I don't. I don't know about you guys. I don't usually get upset if someone is or isn't included in the top three. Beyond that, because basically, if you don't win, it doesn't really matter where you finished. Kind of, you know, if you ain't first, you're last. To quote the great Ricky Bobby. Um, I I personally think Adam Fox deserves even a bigger boost because again, he was essentially league average defensively by all metrics for the wor league's worst defensive team. So that is a level of difficulty that guys like McCarr and Marino didn't necessarily, well, Marino's level of difficulty, he had to play with Jack Johnson. So I guess credit where credit is due there, but I don't know. I, I think it's McCarr's award. So oh. I won't get upset if Fox isn't in the top three. I think he deserves to be, but it's not going to, it's not going to rustle my jimmies. It's because of the small market. 
It honestly is. It's why Panarin and, and Fox just get snuffed out of all this stuff. Somehow, the Rangers are, uh, you know, not somehow. I guess they were their last release of statement. So, whatever. Never mind. I take it all back. <laughs> oh, we're calling that we're calling that sentence a statement still? No, not really. They typed words with their face on a keyboard and put it out. And no. They, they said, no. all, all good things are... are yeah, but technically, yeah. We stand with good things. <laughs> like, oh, Racism, cool. racism, bad. It bad. Yeah. It be bad. It bad. It be. Two bad. weeks later, we change good things. We took time. Yeah. Oh boy. Come on, oh, MSG. I know. I feel so bad. Did you guys media. see that? I feel so bad. Oh, I was. I was just. Did you see the Tyler Sagan video that the oh, NHL felt the need my, to tweet out? Oh my god! It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, the NHL. Read the room, oh, my god. It it it's just like the soap opera ad. Do you remember that they had that? You know, like no soap operas, just hockey, and then they took that down because, like, oh, it didn't do well. Unsurprisingly, it didn't do well. Now all of a sudden, it's like which, like, there are so many soap opera storylines within the NHL, like alone. Forget about hockey, just the NHL because there's so many stupid things going on. Do you know the but, NBA like, has an empire that... just based on soap operas? That's it. Like, people don't watch NBA games. They just care about the soap opera and the fashion. That's it. They have podcasts just about that. The NHL doesn't want it. It's how you I get know viewers. That, but you know what? I might have to tune in because, you know, I like soap operas and I'm starting to like the NBA, so. It's... You, speaking, speaking of hockey failing at things, uh, did you see the, like, the players' movement uh, petition that was filed today to remove qualified immunity for police officers and included... Athletes from the NBA, MLB, and NFL, and yeah. not a single hockey player. Well, Max Kellerman already commented, so there you go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's, that's a tough look. Oh, I think that I don't even, like, I, I know everyone is, like, so mad over that statement, but, like, I, don't I just don't even give it the time to say because it's just, like, like, I literally don't care about your opinion, which is why I don't watch you, so I'm just, like, eh, so what? You had a bad take. Everyone was, like, so upset by it, but, like. I don't know. The fact that these people are mad at them is just generating more views and clicks, which is all anyone wants in, in the, at the end of the day anyway. Yeah, I don't – just like what you like. Who gives a shit if other people like your thing or not? I don't care. Like my my yeah. interest in hockey is not impacted because other people like hockey. My interest in hockey is very independent. It is what it is for me. It doesn't need to be that way for other people. Like what you like. I don't right. understand this need to be like, please like my sport. I've never understood it. I would like people to like hockey yeah. more. That'd be cool. I think hockey is slept on a little bit. But I'm not going to beg you to watch hockey. I'm going to tell you I think it's good. I think I think it's better than watching football a lot of the time. But that's just what it is. I don't want to watch commercials. Yeah. I like to watch a fast-paced game that I, you know, it's tense and fun. And I have a great time. You don't have to watch it. I hope ESPN bids on it. So maybe hopefully it gets a little more popular. That's it. I, I just want what's yeah. for the good of the sport. Despite... Uh, many, many different owners, me not really liking them <laughs> and me not liking a lot of decisions for the NHL. But yet at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'd like the good for the NHL, which makes me just, I, th I believe what Greg would call me an idiot. Um, and I agree. Right, there's so many reasons why I think you're an idiot. Yeah, that's that has to be one of them, though. Has to be. It's up there. Uh, yeah, I, I just... Mean, okay. Wanting for the good of the game is not a bad thing. It's not. Like, you want the sport to grow. You want it to do well. You want it that... It's invested in more that you'll see it more often, maybe national games or it's easier to find merch or things like that. Like if there's more people invested in it, then maybe they'll do things that are better for your like for your entire experience. Like there are perks to it. Like, yes, if more people are interested in it, it's going to be harder to get tickets, so on and so forth. But it's hard already. So it, it, that, you know, I kind of look at it, I'm like, all right, but there, there are things that could be better. Like 
if there was more interest in hockey, maybe more people would start watching women's hockey, which is just as good or better. And, you know, it obviously it's different watching it because they have different skill sets and things like that. And the pace of the game you can talk about in like different ways. Maybe it's more skilled, it's less physical, whatever, even though it's still physical. But, you know, that's the argument that you'll like always hear. Mm-hmm. But maybe if more people invested in that, there would be one league and there'd be the interest there to go for it and to invest in it because I think that's it, it could get better viewership and better deals and things like that. Just like the NBA is so huge that it's not like a stretch for them to invest in their women's league and get people all across the country or all across the world interested in their league and in their products. So I feel like if you can do that for hockey, it could have better influence at the youth level and at the women's level. And I think those are good things, but like that would be my argument for you wanting people to care about hockey. I agree. Uh, they do a great job at the WNBA. Um, and there's a couple of people that are pretty big yeah. on social media that really push it. Chase Serrano being one. And I'll, I'll follow a little bit of the NBA through Twitter, uh, WNBA. Like sometimes I'll watch more clips of WNBA on one night than I will of the NBA and they're, when they're both on. And it's like they do a great job pu- pushing that league and, and supporting it. Um, and if, right. they, if they were to grow hockey, I mean, obviously the NHL is not really directly partnered with the, the women's leagues currently. So – uh, I'd be interested to see uh, how that goes forward. But growing the game is important. I, I don't know. I, I, I know it's. I don't want to be please like my sport guy, but it is. I, I do. I wish more people could at least give hockey a chance. And I think the TVs and no HD really hurt it for a really long time. But that's obviously to come a long way. And I, I'm actually I'm curious just to see what happens when we go to this no 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 fans playoffs and if we get like different camera angles or if we get more exposure or how they're going to handle um what's said on the ice because i think it's fascinating like i wish there was like a, a you know i know the players would never allow it and i get it if i was a player i would never allow it but i would love to see like a, a rated r version of a hockey game where you get to like hear everything that was said that'd be fascinating what? to me ryan why wouldn't you allow it me personally yeah, why would you be against that if you were a hockey player? I guess the the point would be I wouldn't want anything I said to be used against me in the heat of the so moment. maybe don't say it's something that can be used against you. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. For the children. I, I, I got plenty of ways to shit talk that don't speak anything about no, me. No, 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 not for the children. Just don't say something that's completely, and it's not even about being politically correct or anything like that. Don't be a fucking asshole. Don't say something racist. Don't say something yeah. misogynistic. Like, yeah, that's not what I'm saying in this case. Yeah. people's heads. No, 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 you, there, there, there are thousands of ways to shit talk that don't involve like racism. Right. I, w- I wasn't. Can't do it to be clear. Otherwise. I wasn't saying I do. I wouldn't want that permission because I would just go out there and be offensive and racist <laughs> just to cover my ass here. That's not what I'm saying. Well, oh, no, people just might not want it because they don't want to hear that. Like fans to be like, "Wow, this guy's actually a dick." Yeah, so that's more. I it was more protecting my yeah. persona slash brand would be my logic in that case. Uh, not the going out and chirp, oh, so chirping like people would hear like like all of a sudden Anthony Sorelli isn't like a, a good old boy and is a bit of a dick. Correct. And Anthony Sorelli doesn't want to ruin that persona. So like Chris Kreider right now is like I, I would say his his reputation among Ranger fans is rather high, right? Um, and if he was if he was like suddenly now he's an asshole on the ice, uh, then Pete that changes his perspective, fan perspective of him, and maybe he loses out on jersey sales, etc. That's what I'm saying. Um, I agree with you that maybe just don't be a asshole in that way on the ice and we can do that but i I think the players wouldn't agree to it for the for business reasons more than they would for the other reasons that which which both of you discussed immediately if that makes sense yes 
Uh, so I'm, I'm, I will see how this goes for the playoffs. I'm, I'm, do, do you think we'll see any new, like, um, closer up camera angles? How do you think they'll handle fan noise? Will they do fan noise? I have no idea. That would be lame. That, that, I think the fan noise would be like very lame. And it, I, I don't know. I, I think that they have a really cool opportunity here because you're in two cities only that you can set up any technology you want. And it's not like you have to take it apart and bring it all over the place. Like you, you're at two static locations. You can do what you need to do. So my personal nerdy opinion is saying you could do a lot of things with player tracking, but now we hear maybe they won't be doing that, which is kind of shitting the bet on like this prime opportunity to do so. Because if you do that, you can set up multiple feeds. You you can charge for that. You can bring in more information that's going to get fans closer to the game when they actually physically can't be there. Maybe you're getting fans who are very into sabermetrics and baseball into it. So I think that there are like all these ways to do it. And there are already commentators who know that. And guess what? If you're a national predators broadcaster and you're Willie Donick and Chris Mason, and you understand how to talk about the game from this analytical perspective, you're in one hub city. You're not going anywhere. And it's not like other games are being played. It's one game at this rink with this setup that you could say to them, you know, what, guys, for the Western Conference, we want you two to call a game a day. It's going to be our primetime feed, and you're going to be doing a stat cast because you understand this language. This and we're going to give idea. you the information since we have it already. You could like you could do this, and you could make it a better fan experience, but knowing the NHL, they're not going to do any of it. So what you bring up there is pretty interesting because during the MLB playoffs, they'll usually have a game where they do this, where they'll have, like, on ESPN2, yeah. they'll have the stat cast game. And honestly, that's always my fa- one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, Greg, you might know the actual names of the guys in the booth, and this is my, my apologies for not knowing their names. But there's three guys in the booth. They're all incredibly smart with sabermetrics, and they just give it to you straight. Like, they're actually pretty entertaining and funny, and they're not calling the game. like I, I, I like Joe Buck. I really do. But they're not calling the game with that, that dryness of sort of just the, the – up and downs of baseball stories, which, you know, uh, not everyone can have the Mets booth, Greg, and my apologies. But the the Sabermetric booth is phenomenal. It's great. And maybe that would bring another level of learning to the NHL game, and I wonder if they would even consider that. Or they would even, like, like the announcers aren't going to be there. It would be so easy to have a second feed with the, the, the stats, guys. That's it. Yeah, I just want stuffed animals in the arena. That's yes. really that's, that's all I want. Yeah. I love what the Korean. Cool. I absolutely I like love the Snorlax just sitting behind home playing that. the Korean league. Yeah, I just want stuffed animals. That, that's all that's I need. Amazing. I need cutaways. I need cutaways to stuffed animals reacting to things. I need. I just need. <laughs> I need us treating stuffed animals like we treat human beings that used to go to sporting events. I think if they had like a bunch of different reaction stuffed animals, like stuffed animals that like look shocked and surprised when like a, a team scores a goal and you just zoom in on their face like really tight i would i would love that that would tickle me the right way um yeah that would be fun i i appreciate you guys getting into the nitty-gritty about actual things that would make the broadcast better i'm just the guy who needs stuffed animals while i'm watching sporting events it's really all i'm here for honestly there's a lot of great ideas I mean, here yeah like the stuffed animals like it's actually like a good thing because you look at empty stands and it's awkward so if if you're not bringing the cameras closer which like you should be doing and experimenting with because what the hell do you have to lose you can do that during the games before the qualifying round like the round robins and stuff like just to see what you can do like maybe you realize you need something in the stands and people have done cardboard cutouts and things like that like 
why not do stuffed animals? Like, just do something. It, maybe that makes it more fun for kids to watch and it goes to the younger demographic. Or maybe it's just something that's entertaining that when someone's passing through, like, on their channel that they're like, are there stuffed animals? And you, like, you take the double take? Okay. Why here's, not? Here's my know. pitch. Here's my pitch. Game seven, stuffed animals in the, in the, in the stands, right? We're packed out. Winning team, a guy comes down in like a hazmat suit of the winning teams, because so he, so he wouldn't you know be able to spread coronavirus at this point. Hazmat suit uh, of the winning teams uh, logo on it, etc. Throws all the stuffed animals onto the ice. The fans rush the ice when they win yeah, game that would seven. Be fun. See, fun. I mean, then we donate all the toys. And you could put fans in jerseys and the the stuff that not fans, the stuffed animals in jerseys. There you go. You're putting your product on display right there. So easy. Wow. We also we also need to create a catapult system for all these arenas because how else are we going to know someone has a hat trick if there aren't hats on the ice? Right. And who are we going to shoot so, t-shirts at? Oh, that's not where I thought you were going with this. I, when you said catapult, um, <laughs> it's not. So um, with Columbus, we were we joked on too many men about um, a, a celebration being the cannon blast, where a person like I Allison had this like good idea about like making it a thing. But for me, I thought she meant, like, the player of the game could be, like, basically, like, catapulted down the ice, like, on, like, a sled, like, out of a cannon to be, like, hello, we're the player of the game. So I'm thinking you're saying we should start catapulting, like, stuffed animals, like, down the ice celebrate. <laughs> That's where my head went. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, not, not, not what I meant. It was more of just trying to <laughs> – I, I just – the viewer at home won't know if someone has three goals if there aren't hats on the ice, and we have to find a way to – rectify that and stuffed animals unless they come to life which would be another story we got to find a way for the stuffed animals to throw hats on the ice also just the visual of a stuffed animal getting hit in the face by a hockey puck for some reason just really tickles me the whole stuffed animal thing tickles me entirely i it has to happen it never will it's the most upsetting thing yeah no if it can be done and it would be something fun it's not going to happen in the nhl the the hurricanes might do it Oh, they might do it. I know, but we're gonna let me. And then everyone, and then and then the hurricanes do it, and then Canadian broadcasters come out and they're like, "Those goddamn hurricanes! Look at how they're ruining our sport!" And then we have more drama. Yeah, soap opera. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's 98 Thank degrees you. in my apartment, and I have to turn off the fans to do this podcast, so I am uh, disgusting. And I will be going just, to take care of that. I, I just want to point out that nobody in the history of the internet had an opinion of Austin Martin, who is a shortstop from Vanderbilt before today. And now all of Maple Leafs Twitter is convinced that the Blue Jays are going to win the division for the next seven years because they drafted Austin Martin. Don't, no one knows. They're not going to. No one knows. No one knows. No one knows. He might be shitty. He might be terrible. Like what? I just, people reacting to the first round of the baseball draft cracks me up more than any other sport. Well, because it's the most crapshoot of any sport period. End of story. Yeah. None of these guys, Michael Conforto was the enigma. He got to the major leagues in less than a year. Nobody gets to the major leagues for two plus years, and we already have hardcore opinions about Austin Martin. Juan Soto, Juan Soto wasn't even though. a draft. He was a, a what was it called? Uh, a, a junior. National signing? Yeah, July 2nd signing. June yeah, 2nd. Jacob, Jacob DeGrom was a ninth round pick. Yeah. He was also a shortstop in college. Great. Maybe these players will be ready for the time baseball finally uh, returns. Next year? Baseball's never coming back, Shayna. Joke's yeah. on you. Well, yeah. exactly. It's never it's never coming back. Jays fans can get excited as, as much as they like. There's going to be no baseball this year, and then the players are going to strike next year. There's going to be no more baseball. Oh, We're Greg, done. you but saw it. But this gives Toronto fans to go, it was their year. 
you know what I mean? Like, it was our year and we got robbed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Shana, thank you so much for being on with us. We will uh, we will chat with you soon. You can follow Shana. Why don't you plug all your stuff? I guess uh, too many men. Hey Shay, etc. Uh, my Twitter handle is Hey Shay. Three Y's on the Hey and Three Y's on the Shay. Do the, um, do the three Y's signify anything? Have we ever asked you that? It's the Islander. Yes, 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 Shant, of course. No. I, I made this. <laughs> I made my Twitter in literally in high school. I'm sorry. When the that... trend was to make it like hello or hi in your name. Like that was the thing. Um, when you're like 17 and an idiot. And I did hey, Shay, because it rhymed. And that's what people like said to me. But it was taken with one Y. And I didn't like the look of the two Y's. Because I wanted to just add Shana and it was taken. Because I thought maybe I'd have a shot, but no, it was taken. So yeah, I just went with the three Y's and three Y's, and I did not think I'd be using my Twitter account in a serious capacity ever, or let alone that Twitter account. So it's like, hey, this is my 17-year-old brain. Like, enjoy. Um, That's just me so much that you've been on Twitter since you were 17. Yeah, I might have. I think I had a different account before that too, and then I like forgot the password to it. So like, because it went like you went like MySpace, and then it was Facebook, and then it was Twitter. Oh, world. I got (laughs) first time I got on Twitter was senior year of college, and I thought Sports Pickle was the world's greatest account. It was funny. It really was funny. And then it stopped being funny, and I stopped following pretty quickly. All right, we're out of here. I don't know if it stopped being funny or if I grew up. It's probably one one of the other. I don't think I grew up. It's the stop funny part. That's pretty true. No, the guy talking about wanting stuffed animals at sporting events cannot be the one that grew up. We'll be back on Monday with Travis Yost. See you then. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.